Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I remember just sitting there in the silence of just the water and the occasional breathing turtle, yep. you know. Yeah. And just feeling like, this is, like, where are we right yeah. now? What are we paddling through right now? Yeah. What is this place? Because this is special. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Welcome to the edge of a pool overlooking the Pacific Ocean. My friend Carly and I are sitting here about to crack tecates. Ready? Oh, yeah. Salud, chica. Salud. We are on our last day in Baja. Bittersweet. Yeah. Um, But you know what? feels so good to even get to be here right now. And we wanted to recount some of our experience together um, to kind of share with you, A, about Baja, because Baja's freaking rad. Um, I've spent a lot of time here, and uh, when deciding... When deciding where to go post-COVID on my first trip out again, um, I didn't think I cared, actually. I didn't think I cared. Last year, I was like, I will go anywhere. Just put me on a plane. Obviously, that wasn't my choice, so I didn't go anywhere. Um, and when the time came to actually go somewhere, I said, you know what? I want it to be somewhere that means something to me. And so I chose Baja. And then I said, Carly, we're going to Baja. And she said, okay. <laughs> So we are going to share with you a little bit about Baja, but then also we wanted to talk about just kind of what it feels like to be out again, because did you fly last year at all? No. No. So we've both been um, grounded, is the word I've been using. 14 months, but who's counting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me, it was 13, 13 months. And yeah, that's, it's a long time when you're a traveler. So, um, but I've been here for the past month. Carly has been here for the past two weeks, and oh, it's so nice. It's Baja beautiful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a pause on that for a second. Okay, let me explain. What you just heard is the beginning of a conversation that you're about to hear the rest of that I recorded just last week in Mexico, which was my first trip out after a year pandemicking at home, stateside. And this conversation, um, I love this conversation because it's a little bit of everything. It has practical tips about traveling around Southern Baja, which, of course, I love to get into that stuff, like renting a car, um, recommended Airbnbs and costs and restaurant suggestions and things to do. Um, Plus, it also has story. It has feeling because here we are on the other side, (laughs) The emails that the airlines are sending out these days, you guys have seen them, they're titled, Welcome Back to Travel. So can we just celebrate that for a moment? Because it's this moment 
that we in this travel arena have all been waiting for, right? For quite a while. And here we go, finally. So in this conversation, I get to share my travel story, which of course means getting into all the feels and sharing some of that with you guys, um, along with the highlights of the trip and what we learned. Because as you'll notice, um, I was not alone. My friend Carly was there for the second half of the trip with me. And my friend Jolie was on most of the first half with me because who are we kidding? After a year at home, (laughs) the last thing I needed was a solo trip. So I brought friends. Um, And I'm saying that because if you're a longtime listener, you've actually heard both of these ladies before. Actually, well, you're not about to hear Jolie today, but Jolie was with me on my ladies trek in the Bosnian backcountry, which we did an episode for. Um, So you heard her then. She was there for the first half of this trip. And then Carly and I once had a podcast conversation over fondue, you might recall, um, after riding bikes across the Swiss Alps for a week. So she's back in this episode today to help me unpack the past month in Baja um, for you. And I, if you heard that Swiss Alps episode, I loved that in that in that episode, you could hear the cheese bubbling, the fondue. Well, in this one, you can hear the birds singing because we did, in fact, record it poolside at a beautiful place called Los Colibris Casitas in Todos Santos, which is about an hour north of Cabo on the west side of the peninsula. And a lot of the content in this episode was made possible because of Todos Santos Eco Adventures, which not only owns this hotel, but they're also an adventure tour company. And you're going to hear more about those adventures in this conversation. So I wanted to make sure and give a shout out to those guys. It's their hotel, Los Colibris Casitas, where we sat poolside overlooking the ocean. And if you think you can imagine what kind of poolside, (laughs) you just can't. In fact, this is the first time I've ever put a photo straight into the episode show notes. So you must look at the show notes for the photo I shared because this place is super unique, super special, super beautiful. It is where we spent the last few days um, before heading back to the States after this trip to Baja, and that is where this conversation takes place. So um, before we get started into the conversation or back to it, I want to explain Baja to you so that you can orient yourself on the map for those who don't, who aren't familiar with it, who don't know. Um, Baja is the short name for Baja California, which is the entire peninsula south of the U.S. state of California, which probably should be named Alta California, but sadly it's not. Um, Baja is connected to mainland Mexico only in the far north by a very small arm of land, but it's mostly separated from the mainland by the Sea of Cortez on Baja's east side, which pretty much explains the island time attitude that you'll find in a lot of Baja. Uh, Oh, and on the west side, if you haven't figured this out yet, is the Pacific Ocean. Um, Baja California is split in half and has two states within it, Baja California Norte, which is north, and then Baja California Sur, which you guessed it, is south. And everything we talk about today takes place in Baja California Sur, which is a state in Mexico. And this place is very close to my heart for reasons you'll hear about in a few minutes. Um, And at the very southern tip of Baja Sur, you'll find Los Cabos, which I'll also explain in this episode to help you guys out in your your plans if you're going to end up going there. Most of you will at least 
be familiar with Cabo when I say Cabo, which is the Cancun of the Baja Peninsula, but pretty much everything in this episode is outside of Cabo. So if you're looking for an all-inclusive resort vacation with a bunch of other gringos, that's fine and dandy. And you could go to Cabo for that and have a great time, but you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) So um, I was just in Baja Sur for one whole month and I'm about to take you on an adventure trip. So let's set the mood. Uh, I can say with experience that this episode pairs well with a Tecate, if you have one, perhaps a Dos Equis or a Modelo or any light beer that you can pretend is Mexican, just throw a lime in it. <laughs> so grab a beer if you'd like to join us. Um, maybe close your eyes, not if you're driving, of course, but listen to the birds. Imagine relaxing on a cushioned lounge chair on a stone-built patio next to an, in- it was actually an infinity pool amidst a garden of bougainvillea and agave and cactus and birds singing from the trees. Um, You get the occasional visit from the house cats and dogs, and there are little bungalow casitas scattered up and down the hill from you as you overlook the Pacific Ocean. Because yes, sometimes adventure travel means oceanside infinity pools, and we're not sad about that. And if you like what you hear in this episode, as in you want to see yourself doing these adventures, definitely stay tuned to the end because I have a special gift just for my listeners and you will find that at the end of the episode. So for now, let's go back to the pool. Okay, so um, first I wanted to talk about, like basically let's start at the beginning and um, talk about the kind of the airport experience. Uh, Of course there are things that are different now, like wearing masks and then as you're transiting, there are, um, like san- hand sanitizer yeah. and like things like that in a lot of places, especially here in Mexico, they have. I would say such... more than I was seeing in the mm-hmm. states. Actually, here. they have. I mean, at the beginning of like every, at the entrance to every single store, um, restaurant, especially restaurant, you can't just take yourself in. You stop, and oftentimes they're even cordoned off. They have like a belt or something in the way. They will invite you in only after they take your temperature and watch you put gel on your hands. And that's just how they do it here. And masks are everywhere. Even outside um, food stalls would have hand sanitizer available. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it wasn't yep. a restaurant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we definitely saw that starting in the airport, really. Although I thought it was really funny that when you come into Cabo, you after you pick up your bag and you go through, um, after you go through immigration... When you go into customs, like on the way out, they still make everybody push the damn button. Yeah. Like the same button. I'm like, well, <laughs> so much for not COVID. Hand yeah. sanitizer there. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the random selector button, um, which basically what that means is it's, comp- it, well, as far as we know, I'm doing air quotes, it's randomized whether it turns green or red and like just lets you buy. And it's supposed to be like a random selector search. And then if you turn red, then they'll like go through your bag and stuff. But anyway, um, no, I I will say one of the worst experiences that I've had so far happened, unfortunately, like right away when I got here. And um, that is because I wanted to rent a car down here because I'm going to be here for a whole month. And um, I had different two different friends coming down to spend most of the time with me. And so um, we were going to have a car so that we could just do it easily and do whatever we wanted. Baja is really kind of a place you need to have a car um, if you want to see anything. And so um, I went with Hertz because I usually use Hertz in the United States. And that was my first mistake. 
Um, they, there's a big thing here that a lot of the car rental companies will charge you. It's nearly, it's actually about double the price. So what you see online is what they'll quote you. And then they'll basically double the price for this. I'm doing air quotes again, mandatory insurance that is required by law, which in my opinion is complete. It's totally bogus. I don't think that that's real at all. However, there's zero way around it. And um, I was treated really poorly. I could not talk my way out of it, even in Spanish, like with the guy at Hertz. And I was just very upset. So um, anyway, I uh, I was supposed to have that car for the whole month. And I I took it for four days and canceled the rest of the reservation because um, it was way overpriced and I got really bad service. So I would not recommend Hertz in Mexico, you guys. Like I would be safe to say I will never use Hertz in Mexico again, even though I use Hertz in the United States. So it's not it's not the company. It's really like... Unfortunately, I think it's I think it's the bureaucracy of the of the country here and then the way they do it. So anyway, my my point there that I want to share with you is I do have a recommendation for a car rental. So there's two ways to do this. Either don't get it at the airport at all. So like wait until you get to your destination in like Todos Santos or something, for example. Rent a car there if you want. Um, I'm not sure how the prices will be different, but I'm sure they will treat you differently because you're not coming from the airport. Um But if you are coming from the airport, there's one called Cactus Car Rentals. Write that down because they are awesome. Their little slogan is, um, I think it's, we make it easy. And I cannot say enough just how these guys made it so easy for me. Um, So I switched my reservation and went with them. And I've been so happy. We even extended it. And I extended it over one email. And they were like, yep, here's the price. You're not paying anything extra. Like, they're so cool. So anyway... We've had this little Nissan March, <laughs> which I didn't even know was a car. Um, she's a little bubble car, and she's rocking it on the Baja roads. and um, Even the dirt roads. Even, even the dirt, rocky roads. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah, Cactus Rental Car. You guys remember that. If you want to rent a car from the airport in Baja, in Cabo, um, rent from Cactus. And one more thing while we're still in Cabo. Um, I just want to explain quickly, if you don't understand what Los Cabos actually is, um, there are two towns that make up. So a Cabo is a Cape. Did you know that? Okay. So Cape, like Cape Cod kind of. So it's, it's, there's Cabo San Lucas, and then there's also San Jose del Cabo. And so these are two different towns and that's why they call it Los Cabos together. Um, and so when you book your hotels or your rental cars or whatever, make sure you're paying attention to which town you're in because Los Cabos is not one place. It's actually two different places. They're about half an hour apart. Um, Cabo San Lucas is the one that's Cancunified and it's super expensive. And it's like, if you want to go with a whole bunch of American tourists and pay way too much, go to Cabo San Lucas. You'll have a great time. And um, if you almost want the Cabo experience, but maybe a little bit more local, um, that would be San Jose del Cabo. But in my opinion, I would say avoid both of them. Just like they're good for certain things and not for a lot of things. So um, not for the authentic Mexican experience. Exactly. Yeah. Unless like, I mean, the thing is Mexicans do live there. Like they're all over and they run really delicious restaurants. And but you just have to go out of your way to find them because they're not the ones in the marina. And like, well, and you'll be spending your time Mm -hmm. with people you would spend your time with at home. You're not going to be having mm-hmm. a lot of conversations with locals if you don't go seek them. Oh out. yeah, no, exactly. Um, that being said, though, when I I did when I finally did get my car, I ended up spending my first night in Cabo because I had friends who were going to be there, and I went and uh, shared their hotel with them. And um, 
they snagged a really good deal at one of the big resorts in Cabo because there is because the tourism is so low right now. And so they um, they paid like I think it was less than a hundred dollars a night, like by far, for one of the super nice resorts in Cabo. So like during COVID times, like you can get a good deal if that's what you're looking for. Um, just make sure you're signing up for the right adventure if that's what you're doing. Um, because one night in Cabo was actually like too many for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, but so aside from Cabo, so I would like to give you guys like paint a little picture of what an adventure in Baja could look like, because if you do have your own wheels, um, then you can really explore in Baja. You just kind of need to either know where to go or not be afraid to get lost. Cause you can't really get lost down here. It's not that big of an area. Um, but there are little towns dotting the East Cape. So like the side um, on the Sea of Cortez side, um, there are a bunch of little towns on the East side there. And I actually got to go to one for the first time on this trip called La Ventana, which I didn't even know about before. I just hadn't even looked at the map, but it's really big on kite surfing, kite surfing because, or kiteboarding, kiteboarding. That's kite the one. Boarding or kite surfing? Oh my gosh. It's kite boarding. Okay. Kite surfing? Oh my gosh. Now surfing. I'm getting confused. But um, it's the wind is so predictable there that you can actually, uh, you can count on it every single day when you're during the season. And right now is May and we're just at the end of the season. Um, and so don't expect to see a lot of wind there now. But that town comes alive in like over the winter. What's winter in the U.S.? Um, is like windy season down there. And so there's a lot of, you can go and like learn how to kite and, um, and, but it's like the only thing to do there. So we had a beautiful Airbnb. I will recommend that Airbnb. Actually, I might put a link to it um, in the show notes. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of things that we could probably link to as we go through this because there are things I definitely want to recommend. But La Ventana was cool. Um, that Airbnb was amazing. And one of the questions I got was like, how far is that from Cabo and how expensive is the Airbnb? So that Airbnb was pretty nice. It was two bedrooms and it was about $100 a night. So if that helps you guys budget. Um, and then La Ventana itself was about an hour and a half from, or two hours from the airport. So from like San Jose del Cabo area, it would be probably two and a half hours from Cabo. But yeah, La Ventana, we spent the first four days. That was when I was with my friend Jolie. We were working. We had great Wi-Fi. It was a great place to just kind of remote work because we didn't care about kiting. So during the day we were working and then we had like yummy food to eat at night. There's a place there called Rada Roma, Rada Roma, that had an amazing chili relleno, like with stuffed with pescado, like fish. Oh, so delicious. One of my favorite chili rellenos that I've had so far. So besides kiting, there's really not a whole lot of draw, I think, to Laventana. There's not a lot going on outside of that. Um, and after we were there, we went up to Loreto. And you guys might know that I spent a season there uh, the in December, January, February of 2016-17. And so that place definitely is special to me. Um, I haven't been back since I lived there. And Jolie and I went there for a week and um, the place that we stayed there was not the place that I used to live because I lived in a little studio, so I couldn't do that again. But it was called Posada Espiritu del Mar, and I can link to that as well. This is all, we found everything on Airbnb. Um, this was another two-bedroom kind of apartment. 
and it was one block from the beach and it came with bikes, which was great because we got to ride around town, um, had good internet because again, we needed it. Um, and Loretto, I will actually link in the show notes to my, um, I have a couple of blogs that I wrote about that and city guides and it's my favorite place in Baja. The problem is it's six hours from Cabo. (laughs) So when we had a car, we drove, um, we actually drove up from La Ventana. It took us five and a half hours from there, but it is on the inside, the Sea of Cortez side. It's about a quarter of the way. It's about halfway up the Southern Baja. So um, the Baja Peninsula has two states. There's Northern Baja. There's Baja California Norte and Baja California Sur. So um, it's about halfway up Baja California Sur on the Sea of Cortez side. And um, it is in one of the mountain ranges. There's a couple different mountain ranges in Baja, in Baja Sur. The one we're backed up to right now is um, Sierra de la Laguna. And the one that's outside of Loreto is called Sierra de la Giganta. And they are so freaking pretty, those mountains. There's a mission there. That's actually where the first mission was, was in Loreto. And so... Um, there's a lot of history there. If you guys want like a chill, laid back, really clean, like really beautiful seaside town where you can paddleboard on the water, you can get out and watch whales. On the inside, they have, um, meaning on the Sea of Cortez side, they have humpback whales, um, fin whales, I think they're called. They have blue whales there if you hit it at the right time, which usually whale season is December to about April. And then it's on the Pacific side where you see gray whales, which I also highly, highly recommend. Uh, But that is out of Magdalena Bay, which actually is just on the other side of the coast from Loretto. So if you're doing a whale watching thing, like real adventure, meaning not out of Cabo, (laughs) then you might actually be that far north. And I highly recommend it. But Loretto has a very special place in my heart. I will link to those in the show notes. Also, you can fly to Loretto. You You can also fly. Yeah, you can fly. Um, There... It, yeah, there's right now there's only a flight from LAX. And so it's it's much harder to get to, um, which is why it's so cool. But I was also really happy to see that even through COVID, um, like a lot of things survived there. It's It was so interesting to see a small town have almost everything still there that I remembered from like four years ago, which is, that doesn't happen a lot when as a traveler. You know, you go back to a place and you're hoping or expecting like, Oh, remember that place where we got that amazing torta or whatever? It's just closed. It's not there anymore. It's changed hands or whatever. Like that happens so much in small towns and that did not happen in Loretto. But it's probably because they all work like three jobs. And so they all made it somehow, like everybody in the community. But um, that was super special. It's just really out of the way. And so it kind of, um, I would say, almost deserves its own trip. And it's a sweet place to just go and stay if you want a chill, really delicious <laughs> adventure. Uh, by the way, favorite restaurant there is called Mi Loreto, and it is Oaxacan, which I haven't been to Oaxaca City. Um, I haven't spent much time in the state of Oaxaca. It's been, oh my gosh, 13 years since I was last in Oaxaca State. But the food there is like legendary. And um, this restaurant in Loreto is Oaxacan, and it was the best meal I've had this month in So there's that Mi Loreto, it's called. Okay, after that, so Jolie and I then came back to San Jose del Cabo. Carly flew in, Jolie flew out, switched out my friends. (laughs) And and yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. So what did we do after that, Carly? Oh my goodness. It was actually quite the flurry um, after that. We came up to Todos Santos on Mm -hmm. the west side Mm -hmm. of the peninsula. 
and stayed at a cute little at, uh, at the place where we are now. Um, it was so great we had to come back because yeah, the pool basically. just yeah. Wow. We are at the pool. Sorry, not sorry. We're not sorry about that. <laughs> We're at the pool. We are at the pool. In fact, maybe, maybe I will put a picture oh, yeah. into the show notes. I've never put a picture oh. like into the episode show notes before, but I might have you to do that. You guys need to see this. Um, it's it's yeah. pretty impressive. It is. It's so beautiful. We're overlooking the coastline and like most of the, I mean, the palm forest and Ugh, you can see yeah. town from here. And, and there's, it's an amazing place for bird watching. Oh my God. There's okay. so many birds. Can we say, I learned that there are 434 species of birds in Baja Sur alone. Which is nuts. And, and it, apparently most of them call this place their home. We've seen yeah. so many Cardinals, birds. Orioles, Thrashers, Ren, Wrens. Uh, cactus Wrens and cactus regular Wrens. wrens. Mexican Thrasher, uh, Hooded Orioles, regular. Blue, uh, cactus Jay, or no, what do you call it? Desert Jay? Scrub Jay? Scrub the blue Jay. one? Yep. Uh-huh. Scrub Jay. Plus there's pelicans, pelicans and frigates and, and egrets and, and, <laughs> and regular old hawks. And hummingbirds and, and, and lotes. What's the big one? What's the... Sobilote. Mm, the frigates? No. The... The vultures? Nope. What? It's like, it's not a crane. It's the other one. The egrets. The, the herons. Herons. <laughs> yeah, herons. <laughs> It I'm is, like, no, the I mean, other one. Like, if you're not a bird watcher, you're going to be one here because yeah. it's so, yeah. it's like a haven. I mean, if you didn't pick up bird nerding in COVID, what were you even doing with your time? Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. They also have a small pack of cats and a small pack of dogs, yeah. and there are 10 of oh, wait, them total. and quail and woodpeckers. Okay, that might yeah. be all of them. That's probably not all. Oh, and Did we even mention hummingbirds? The colibris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the, yes, the, the hotel yeah. dogs and the hotel cats yeah. who are just sweet and loving. In and fact, nice. I hope you can hear some of the birds as we're doing I this. I would be surprised. If you and I, I don't know if you can hear the waves, but we certainly can from right here. I mean, it's not that far. More than a stone's throw, but not that far. Um, we are, okay, so these, the people who own this, one is from the U.S. and one is Mexican, and they run an adventure company called Toto Santos Eco Adventures. Mm. And they are the geniuses behind two glamping um, setups here in Baja. There's one in the mountains. And I got to go straight there after that first night in Cabo. Oh, man, this is like the best antidote for like a night in Cabo. It's like going to the mountains, like up into the mountains where there's no service, just like um, a local family and a rancher like next door. And then this glamp site that's just like, each tent, there's only four, each of these canvas tents on their own platform. Um, they had kind of an open palapa like kitchen area and there's a whole camp crew. So there's a chef and there's like, you know, like the camp, like hosts that work there and like run the camp so that it's clean and tidy. (laughs) Waving at dudes as they're passing and trucks on the way. Um, and uh, and our guide took us out on just hikes in the in the mountains every day and taught us. Every, I mean, he was a naturalist. He's a naturalist guide, so he taught us about birds and, I mean, snakes and trees and I mean even the cows and the bugs and like the water, just everything. Just it was so incredibly. Uh, it's like welcome to Baja. Like here's where you actually are, and here's what all of these animals work so hard to even just live out here. You know, it's it's a harsh landscape, but it is amazing. 
Um, and I had no service. It was the first time I'd been off grid in a while and that felt so good. In fact, I came away from that not wanting to take my phone off of airplane mode yeah. at all. <laughs> And I was the last one to do it, actually, in the car. It was awful. Like, we're, like, Just in the shuttle denial. on the way out. No, yeah, dude. and, like, somebody somebody gets a ding. And so everybody's like, oh, clues in. Like, there's service yeah. here. So they all turn their phones back on. And within minutes, two of them had phone calls. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how do you do this? <laughs> I realized I really need to, I really would like to spend more time off grid, more time with my phone off. In fact, I did for most of the month. I think... I have posted to Instagram five times since I've been here for the month, which actually is a lot compared to what I've been doing during COVID. But I've just not been on my phone. It has been so, so nice. And it started with that experience in the mountains, um, which is so what I needed. I feel like everybody needs that right now. Yeah. Well, um, and I got to have a similar experience. You did, yeah. We did come to Todos Santos for a couple nights um, first. But then almost immediately, we did their other adventure, their other glamping adventure, on an island mm -hmm. with no service. Literally, you have to get on a boat and go out oh, to this island where you, you know, there's what, eight tents maybe out there. Um, yeah, and, there were eight tents. And just, you know, water sport. Oh my, you know what? I, have, I can't even talk about what we did when we got to the island <laughs> because the ride, the boat ride to the island yeah. blew my mine <laughs> probably still my favorite day since i've been here yeah. for two weeks still because we got you know we drove out we drove over to la paz from todos santos an hour drive over and then we checked in and went to the boat and we got on the boat and we'd probably been on it i don't know what that trip is is that trip maybe an hour yeah the full it's about the an full, hour. yeah, yeah. Camp. we'd probably been on the boat for a half hour i'd say maybe and then all of a sudden there was a massive pod of dolphins swimming like mm -hmm. on their commute i don't understand they were like all in one going in one direction together mm -hmm. and we all were flipping out and you know we were like with them and they're underneath us and on both sides of us and and just Playing yeah and, and there was a baby and yeah. we were all just like mind blown like oh my god a pot of dolphins that's so cool what a highlight for the day <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right we <laughs> and we were with them for a little while right like 15 yeah. 20 minutes yeah. or something mm -hmm. and then I don't, we, we all heard a, I heard a splash, I think, because we all, it felt like we all turned at the same time. A whale had breached behind yeah, us. And, and also we had been told the day before that it was no longer whale season. Yeah. We should not expect to see yeah. whales. It's way too late. Yep. They're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> so don't even think about it. And so we all wheel around and our captain goes, Bayena! <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. off we go. Yeah. And then they breached again. Yeah. Just for us. There are no other whale watching boats out there because mm -hmm. it's not the time anymore. I mean, I think a couple of boats ended up going to where mm -hmm. we were. But they breached mm -hmm. a, twice maybe more. Yep. Two of them breached just for us, it felt like. Mm -hmm. And it was just... It was just for us. It was so cool. And we, we at that point, that we too. were in view of camp. Yeah. We could see camp. I mean, we didn't... Yep. I didn't know it yet, but it was there. Yep. And that was bonkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. We, in our front yard, here are these go, two humpback whales. When you whales. go looking for whales and you see whales, I think it's exciting. Yeah. So if you're not expecting whales. Right. And you've just seen right. dolphins and you think that, like, and that I, that blew my mind. It, yeah. And it blew their minds too. Like our guide and yeah. our driver were, you could see not the stars in their it. eyes. Yeah. Like they were so excited. Right. Oh, yeah. right. We have people on the boat. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> 
they get so excited and that you feel that when your guide is enthusiastic that you can absolutely feel that they were so excited because here we are in the middle of may and i just told you guys whale seasons from like december to march usually like april is pushing it they're not going to guarantee that you're going to see anything in april you know and here we are in the middle of may like it was the last ones like those were probably the last two just humpback whales just out there Awesome. Just they like wave into us one last time. It was so cool. Yeah. And, and then they and then they to camp. Yeah. And then even after they breached, they like put their they uh, did the blowhole and put yeah, their and tails the out. Fluke. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it super was, rad. It was so cool. And then and then, <laughs> then and then we went to camp and and had lunch and then we decided. So wait. Oh. Let's let's paint this picture for them Please. because as we pull into this bay. So by the way, you guys, we're talking about Isla Espiritu Santo. So. North of La Paz, which La Paz is a bay that faces north, and it's on the Sea of Cortez side of Baja. And it's about an hour uh, and a half from Cabo. And it's a pretty popular spot. It's kind of like a mini, mini Cabo, a little more relaxed, a lot more relaxed. It doesn't feel like Cabo to me in the slightest. Um, Yeah, it's it's really different. Uh, A lot more local, um, but also has a really nice, like, malecon, which is pretty much a boardwalk, I would say. Yeah, right on the... Um, beautifully clean, like really cool spot. And um, there's an island that's really popular. There's a national park out there and this island is called Espiritu Santo. So you've probably heard about it before or maybe you'll hear about it, but it is like the island that everybody goes to for adventure in Baja. Um, That's where you can like snorkel with sea lions and stuff. But there are only a couple of ways that you can actually stay out there. And they are permitted uh, companies that arrange for these camps to be out there. And actually right now, Camp Cecil, which is the one that we did with Todos Santos Eco Adventures, is um, the only one that opened because the season was cut so short because of COVID. Um, nobody else bothered. And so we were the only ones sleeping on the island, which is rad. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, there are eight tents. You were right about that. So imagine, I mean, we've just seen dolphins and whales and like we're on this little boat pulling into this beautifully gorgeous bay where Ugh. you can see straight down to the bottom the water is um, a teal you can't conjure mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> exactly uh and we roll up to shore and not five paces from the water is a row of tents every single yeah. tent is like waterfront at the water yeah. yep and in the middle there is a common tent with I mean, couches, couches and a table mm-hmm. and like a, a table that always has coffee and juices, like fresh juices. They're whipping Snacks up all the time. And- yeah. Um, there's a there's a designated chef. Uh, there's a camp host. These guys are they're related like they're a family. They they're lovely people. Um, they do a really, really, really good job. Uh, this is a highly recommended experience. It felt to me like it was casual enough but also very high-end, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I felt pampered and, yeah, and right? I mean, it felt like, I mean, every dish that came out. Anyway. Yeah, we it, had like three-course meals. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was gorgeous. And it uh, felt like I was at a Hilton. Yeah, and we were- At a beach. Mm-hmm. On a I beach. mean, they were like do- making our beds during the day. Yeah. Like they attended to our tents during the day. And yeah, we had like composting toilets. We had uh, bag showers, mm-hmm. I guess. Like you could- uh, it was like a hanging bag yeah. that the sun the sun would warm the mm-hmm. water and you could shower that way. So yeah, it was it was quite comfortable. But it there wasn't roughing it. Wasn't it wasn't really roughing it. Wasn't it. Roughing it. Well, you and I didn't think so. I mean, I bet some people wouldn't think Maybe. that. But I got clean. I'm just saying, like, there's yes, it's a bag shower, but I yeah had a yeah, decent totally. shower. Mm-hmm. And... Yep, not with salt water. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that afternoon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was we, not planned, y'all. <laughs> yeah. That afternoon, like, this is the thing. We didn't really know what to expect. We didn't know what the activities would be. We didn't even know if we were going to do anything. We we thought, like, we'd be fine just sitting there yep. and paddleboarding because, of course, they have paddleboards at the camp, and you can paddleboard in the bay. Um, but, no, they had plans for us. And so we, that first day, took kayaks and went to the next cove. Yeah. Right from camp. Right we got from in camp. the kayaks right from camp. Went to the next cove over. And who starts popping up all around us but... A million little sea turtles. A million. 50 They're, to 100. Yeah. Like, there were so many... Not exaggerating, guys. Sea turtles. These sea turtles. And the thing is, this was by a mangrove, and so the water here wasn't actually super clear. It was kind of murky. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't see them coming yeah, until they would just be there. Pop up their little heads. It was so neat to do it on kayaks because it was so quiet. Yeah, you're at their level. Mm-hmm. Um, there. You could hear them breathing they when they pop cool. their heads up. They look like old men. They look like old men, <laughs> but very cute at the same time. And yeah. we, I think I scared away at least the first 10 we saw, because every time a head would pop up, I would shriek with yeah. excitement. Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. They, they and then see us either. And then you and learn to down. just yeah. like be quiet about your excitement. Because it felt like longer. paradise, though. Like, I remember just sitting there in the silence of just the water and the occasional breathing turtle, yeah. you know, yeah. and just feeling like this is like, where are we right yeah. now? What are we paddling through right now? Yeah. What is this place? Because this is special. Like, this All is day so one. rad. All day All one. Day one. <laughs> like, we just seen a whale, like, two hours earlier. Yeah. And that night, we laid down on the beach and looked at the <clears> stars because it was a new moon. So we had no moon. So uh, yep. we looked at constellations and... Yeah, it was really and then cool. slept to the waves, which actually were quite loud. <laughs> yeah. They were quite loud. Apparently, I'm the only one who slept well that yeah. night. <laughs> I woke up the next morning, yeah. just really rested, and everyone else was yeah. not. I think but. one thing to to um, I would say bring earplugs yeah. and bring bug spray. Yeah, bring lots of bug spray and use lots of bug spray. <laughs> yep, there were. That's the absolute only criticism I think I would have of camp, and it's not like they can do anything no. about yeah, it. Right. They can't do anything Mm-mm. about it uh, because honestly, in our tent. You know, if you kept mm-hmm. your zipper shut, there right. weren't there they weren't, weren't bugs. in the tent. Yeah. But with you know sitting outside, mm-hmm. if you are tasty yeah. to bugs, yeah. they gonna eat you. Actually, that's a really good point. I think the most uh, clothing that you need down here is like you do want to bring long pants that are flowy, like l- light clothing, um, but something that can protect you from a yeah. the sun um, and also be the bugs. Yeah. So if you can find the medium of the layers, then mm-hmm. that's that's what you want to bring down here. I completely overpacked, but I kind of allowed myself to. I was it's like, your first co- post-COVID trip. And I'm going to have yeah. a car, so I'm just going to check a bag, which I never do. But, yeah, I did that. I didn't have any problems, so it was okay. But, um, yeah, so that was all day one. Let's talk about day two on the island. Day two, we woke up and went snorkeling. That's yes, right. That yeah, was day two, we yeah. took the boat out mm-hmm. to – there's a sea lion colony mm-hmm. um, that's – it was about a – 30 minute again boat ride Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. there because on the north end of the island but there is a thriving sea lion colony actually they had about twice as many um new babies this year um because of this is super interesting because of the lack of human impact they had twice the what do you call it like a no the the sea lions had twice the litter whatever whatever like they had twice the amount that they normally would have in this year, they had twice as many. So there's actually, um, they're, and they're all, this is inside the national park. So they're protected and they're also researched. And so scientists are actually researching um, the impact of that exact mm-hmm. phenomenon that happened this year. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. 
Um, but you can safely go out and dive with them and snorkel. Um, so Carly, why don't you tell us how that was since I didn't do it? <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. I, I had snorkeled before. I will say that um, if I hadn't snorkeled before, I think I would have been a little daunted. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though they're mostly harmless, I mean, sea lions are large. They're, the males yeah. are large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was a little bit choppy weather, choppy. Um, it was windy. So mm-hmm. it was choppy waves, but I still, you know, they, they gave us, and they, by the way, they brought, you know, when you're talking about paddle boards and kayaks, they brought all that. They brought wetsuits and snorkel gear mm-hmm. for everybody. So you didn't anything. have to plan for this, you know, they yep. would bring all the things. Um, so honestly, one of the, my own concerns to myself was it's going to be so cold. No, wetsuit. Mm-hmm. And I went, it was wonderful. Um, starfish and all sorts of fish. Our guide is telling me what they are and I can't retain them because I'm so excited. And and playful water puppies, which is what I'm calling sea lions <laughs> because they're playing. They're literally all playing in the water with you and under and around you. Uh, at one point, one was just hanging out with his um, arm up, essentially his flipper up, essentially asking me to rub his belly. So I did. And he let me. And that was really cool. Highlight of the moment. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty neat. It was, that was rad. Um, yeah. And that was just, what, until 10 or 30, 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was our, our morning activity. Mm-hmm. What did we? Oh, we went on a little hike, mm-hmm. which was super hot. It was very hot. Um, yeah. And then when we, you guys pack for this, I brought my small water bottle. Bring your big one. <laughs> yeah, bring your big water bottle. That's true. Um, and lots of sunscreen. Yeah. Buy it at home and then bring it here because it's cheaper. Mm. And um, also, most of the time, you can only find 50 because yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they know you're going to burn. <laughs> yeah, so um, they only really sell 50 here. If you want to um, be like... The opposite of Jackie and go home with even a little bit of a tan. Maybe, I know. Maybe bring something less than 50. Well, wait, I know. Come on. I know. It's Jackie's been, a been month here a month and, I, and she is I'm like just still as white, white as when yeah, she was in Montana. No, I, actually, that's not fair. I was a special version of white when I got here. That's We call that Montana white, or at least I do. But no, when I got back here after a couple of weeks, Sergio was like, you've done a good job at staying white. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, at least I haven't burned. I'm pretty proud of myself, actually. Yeah. So, um, um, But yeah, after... That afternoon was when we took our paddleboards. So after lunch that day, we loaded paddleboards onto the boat and went a few bays over Mm -hmm. to ostensibly a very small mangrove forest. We had no idea. We're like, where are we going? What are we doing? Right, we're on a beach and there's not much there. And it turns out there's a channel behind, like, that goes in You have to know where you're going. You can't see it from out there. And so we could only go in with paddleboards. Basically, that's the only way to go in. Or, like, with kayaks or something. But... We had it's paddle so, and kayaks. It's so narrow. Mm-hmm. It, we had to be single file, mm-hmm. and you were still like you could have easily mm-hmm. touched. It, you couldn't. I don't think at some point you could have fully reached your arms out. Yeah, for sides. sure. You had to like pull in the, mm-hmm. the paddle mm-hmm. to. And a, a great blue heron <sighs> took flight right in front of me and flew right down that narrow little channel. That was really cool. There were fish everywhere. Trumpet fish, like Trumpet, the long yeah. skinny ones. Um, yeah, we had that lagoon to ourselves because yep. it's not on a map. Yeah. It's actually Unless not. you know it's there, yeah. you can't find it. It was super special. It was peaceful. Yeah. It was really, really just lovely. And that was, that was, that was, the next day we also did paddleboarding in the morning. In our own, in our own little, little bay. bay. Which mm-hmm. was so cool. 
Oh, yeah. there's so many fish. There we was saw, a coral reef. We saw rays. Yeah. Um, stingrays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a snake, a water snake. Yeah. Starfish. A king angel fish. Remember those yeah. ones? The black ones. What's the spiky ball? Puffer fish. I didn't see one, that, but no, the like anem- urchins. Urchins. Yeah. Sea urchins just growing there's in there. So, so many beautiful. And it's right there in front of camp. So. And birds, right? I mean, like there's mm-hmm. pelicans and uh, herons. In yep. our little bay, mm-hmm. that was frigates. Yeah, frigates. I mean, it was. It was. It was, a, it was a. It was a wildlife mm-hmm. safari, and we were twenty feet from where we slept that night. Yeah, you know. And if you guys want to do this, then you definitely need to pay attention to the end because I have a little surprise for you. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Yeah, that was that whole that island trip was so it's called Camp Cecil. That was absolutely the highlight of my trip. And I knew it was going to be too. Like my expectations were already high because people just like in my industry, people talk about this. It was like something I need to do. You know, I'm like, finally, I get to go do this. And it just it blew my expectations out of the water. (laughs) So I had no expectations and it wowed me. It floored me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Very, very, very cool experience. And definitely my highlight. How's your Tecate? Uh, it's delicious. Mm. So is mine. Um, we're sitting on these lounge chairs around this pool. Jackie and has a puppy curled up I next know, door. Of course. Little Blue. They have five dogs here and um, they are so sweet. If you like animals, this is the place for you. <laughs> um, and one of them is curled up on my beach chair with me right now. He's pretty <laughs> sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... After that, we spent a week in La Paz, yep. which um, I do have some Airbnbs I will recommend to you guys if you want to go to La Paz. I'm just going to rattle these off. So if you want to take notes, just take the notes. Um, but these are ones that are tested and approved either by Carly and I, or um, there were a couple people that were on my first Camp Cecil of the Mountains trip, and they recommended two of these to me. So here are four Airbnbs that you could look into in La Paz. One is called Casa Allende. One is called Casa El Cardón, mm-hmm. which is the name of a cactus. There is Casa Farfalle, which is an Italian name for butterfly. And then there's Casa de las Aves. Um, those four, two of those, like I said, I didn't stay in, but they were recommended to me and they were really nice. And one of them even had a pool. Um, that was Casa de las Aves, I think. And then we stayed in Casa Allende and Casa El Cardón. Mm-hmm. Cardón. They all start with Casa, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, they're um, all Casa. Yeah, those ones I can say we stayed there. We mm-hmm. liked them. You mm-hmm. could do it too. <laughs> and there is a breakfast place in La Paz called Maria California yeah. that had beautiful breakfasts. Yeah. And our favorite fish tacos ended up being at Claro's Fish Junior. Cla- Claro, Claro Fish Junior, which is the weirdest name. We kept calling it Carlos Junior, but um, Claro Fish Junior had, and it's so affordable, mm. and it was so fresh and so. Speaking delicious. of affordable, you mentioned your two-bedroom Airbnb in La Ventana was about a hundred a night. Yep. Uh, both of our two-bedroom Airbnbs, the Casa Allende and Casa El Cardón, were. I think the one was forty-five. 55 and 39 a night. Yeah. Super Which cheap. is crazy. Mm-hmm. For a two-bedroom, yep. we each had Completely our own space. Affordable. We had Wi-Fi. We had kitchenettes. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about affordable. Both run by women, yep. so they were nicely furnished <laughs> and clean. Yes, very which, clean. Which is a thing. <laughs> um, yes. And, and the food was 
the food was in very La cheap. Yeah. In La Paz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, so it was cheap. very affordable and... But uh, be careful when you go to La Paz because it gets very hot. So like this is the wrong, uh, kind of the wrong time of year to be there, really. yeah, unless you're diving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unless you're spending every single yeah. day in the water. It's it's like too hot to do. It's like upper 90s right now. It's like too hot to do anything during the day. So yep. this is also coming from two girls who live in the mountains. <laughs> so we're not used to that kind of heat. Um, and here we are, come full circle, mm-hmm. back at Los Colibris Casitas, in which is our hotel in Toros Santos overlooking the ocean. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we are leaving tomorrow, but this brings up another point, our COVID tests. So yeah. right now, the U.S. is still requiring uh, a negative COVID test to re-enter, even for citizens. Blue, please don't bark. <laughs> um, and it was super easy. It's so super easy. So Mexico is very much on top of things. They very. have had protocol in place like I mean, they only shut down for a few months and then they've been rocking it. Like they are very on top of the COVID scene. And so, um, especially if you're coming to Mexico, it'll be easy for you to get a test because they're everywhere. Um, We could have had the people come straight to our hotel and test us here, but we happened to just pop in while we were downtown. There's a medical center uh, and it was a thousand pesos, which is about $50. We did Um, not need an appointment. Nope. And we got our results back within um, a few hours by email. So it was super easy. We have the documentation we need to get back on the plane. The U.S. is going to let us back in. We don't even know how long that's going to be a, um, right, a requirement, but don't be afraid of that. Yep. It's very prevalent in in, tour, in places where there is, um, like I would say, modern tourism, like where, where tourism is a thing. Mm-hmm. If you're really going um, off the beaten path right now, it may be harder, but I think those places are still closed. And so I <laughs> don't know if anybody's going to be doing that right now. Um, so I wanted to talk about just kind of what it feels like to be out again. And, um, maybe we can share, maybe we can kind of rosebud thorn this a little bit. So I don't know if you guys, I think you guys have heard me talk about this before, but when we do rosebud thorn on my group trips, we share a rose, which is our highlight of usually the day or the trip. Um, a bud is something that we learned and our thorn is the low light, the worst part. Um, oh my God, I could share a whole bouquet of roses right now, but, um, let's start with our thorns and get yeah. those over with. Yeah. Mine was the rental car. Like I am never, ever, ever renting from Hertz, Mexico. <laughs> and I don't wish Hertz, Mexico on any of you oh ever. Hertz, Hertz USA. Sure. I like them, but <laughs> never again. Cactus rental car all the way, baby. <laughs> that was a big deal for me. Yeah. My thorn was my bug bites mm-hmm. on the island. Um, you know, again, it's not their fault. Bugs are around, um, and they just went to town on me. I think we counted them, and we stopped counting at fifty. At fifty mm-hmm. on one night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot. And then for essentially the next week, I was, you know, itchy and just miserable. Looked yeah. like a leper. <laughs> so don't forget your bug spray. Don't forget your bug spray and your pants. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your pants. Don't forget your pants. <laughs> um let's do bugs Buds, yeah what to do well i i loved i i've learned so much about actually just like the ecology and like biology of baja i loved learning that there was 434 species like that's a fact i've remembered species of birds down here it blows my mind because you wouldn't think yeah. like it's when you think desert. about baja you think desert you yeah. know and really i mean right now we're we're staring out over a palm forest like yeah. we're in an oasis yeah. right here um but there are so many birds here it's been so fun to um, to watch them and learn about them and be reminded how much I actually freaking love birding. 
I will also share a, a reminder, bud, that it's good to book Airbnbs that are managed by women <laughs> because you're usually getting a different level. A different, um, yeah, package there. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm reminded also of how much I want to be spending more time in nature off-grid without the phone. I've so loved not having my phone on me. Um, when you're in, when you're traveling, your people don't necessarily text you or call you, you know, like there's just been low traffic on the phone and that has felt really good to just kind of set it down, you know, and just be here, just live in the present moment. And I mean, I, I know that sounds pretty, sounds cliche. We talk about all the time, but it feels so good to actually do it and not just try to capture everything and, you know, but I mean, I knew we would have this conversation to kind of look back and like share on the podcast. And I feel like maybe, maybe in the next month when I'm missing this, like I can go through and that's when I'll share my pictures, sure. you know, but like Absolutely. in the moment, it's for me. Yeah, I'm just, just so enjoying this right now. So, um, I have a couple of buds as well. I would say, you know, I am not a person who does nothing well. Um, and I am learning to do nothing. Uh, we have spent the last couple of days poolside, y'all. Mm. And that's it, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went into town for tacos a couple times. <laughs> tacos and ice cream. Tacos, tacos and ice cream. And, ice cream. And, and beer. Um, but I, you know, doing nothing is not as easy as it sounds. Um, and I'm learning to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to continue learning that. I love that. You know? Um, I was also pretty stoked to sort of see, you know, the other side of things. We've all been, probably most of us have been stuck at home for a Mm -hmm. long time. Um, and you know, you sort of get into your tiny world, right? We've all sort of like learned new ways to live. And it's nice to see that some people are still out here doing the thing, but they're doing it right. They're wearing their masks. They're being, you know, respectful of other people. But they're still living their lives, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. It's nice to to not just read it on the news. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. nice to come out here and see, experience how it. we're all sort of learning the new normal, and not in a scary way. Yeah. Actually, when I when I landed, I had a I felt like I was the last one to the party. Mm when I actually got out of the airport and just the sheer amount of people who actually are traveling right now, mm-hmm. actually, it blew my mind, mm-hmm. blew my mind. And I thought, wow, I am, I'm the last one to the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> things are kind of still going down here, you know, yeah. but they're doing but it. But they're doing it right. They're doing it right. That's the thing. They're keeping the thing. themselves they're, they're and really us safe. And they have to because they do not have the vaccine luxuries, privileges correct. that we do. That's correct. And so... We are respecting them. They are respecting us. It's really cool. Yeah. It is really cool. Good for buds? Yeah. Okay. Roses. Oh, my goodness. Um, Pick a rose. I actually want to share this. I had a moment. Carly was there. Uh, We were at an Italian restaurant in Mexico, as you do. And um, this was cool. We had just finished a delicious dinner. And I was considering whether, I was debating whether to get the tiramisu or not, yep. which honestly was probably just a silly, like, <laughs> yes. Why is it a question? The answer is yes. <laughs> but I wasn't going to do it. And then I changed my mind, like, right as she was bringing us the bill, I was like, you know what? 
in a month when I'm home, I'm going to be like, just order the damn tiramisu. And so I ordered the tiramisu, even though Carly said she wasn't going to share it with me because usually I can't eat that much by myself. (laughs) I did it anyway. I ordered the tiramisu. And while I was eating the tiramisu, this song came on. And they had been playing Italian music at this restaurant, obviously, like the whole time we'd been there. And they were artists that I recognize. I'm like, oh, this is my music. I love this. But this one song came on that I do not hear outside of my own Spotify playlist. And to hear that, oh, I don't even know if I can explain this to people listening, but I, I am a traveler because it's, it's, it, is, it is me. Like part of me thrives in Montana. Part of me thrives in Latin America. Part of me thrives in Italy. Like I have all of these lives that have become part of this one experience that I have. And when I cannot access the other ones, I feel like I atrophy. Like only one Jackie was alive this last year. It was the one who lives in Montana. As much as I love Montana, I was missing so much of me because I wasn't able to, you know, exercise those muscles just like you would like with muscles of your body. Like it all makes the body function, right? And that's like travel for me and like all of these places, all of these study abroad experiences, the languages that I speak, it all makes up like my whole experience. And when this song came on, I I actually teared up because I've never heard that song outside of my own Spotify. I just haven't. And here we are in Mexico and it's an Italian song that I love. It's so pretty. And um, I think I heard it first in Italy. I mean, I don't know if that goes without saying, but um, I did hear it first in Italy. And so it does like, it just means something to me, you know, but I don't hear that in Montana. I don't hear that anywhere in the United States. And to hear that song as I'm eating the damn tiramisu that I finally decided to order, I was like, this is why I'm here. You know, like I need these moments. I need these parts of me that make up what I understand to be my existence, you know? And like that was not about to happen at home, even at an Italian restaurant in Montana. It just wouldn't. And here I am in Mexico, like hearing this and just... And I don't know if that translates to your ears. Like, I don't know if that translates to your heart. But, like, I felt it in the moment. You could see it. Oh, yeah. And we had to just sit there and, like, let me (laughs) experience this song. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to feel the things. And that is what that's. It's those kind of things. (sighs) Yeah, we go for the iconic things, right? Like, we all want to kayak with sea turtles and, like, do the fun things. But those moments that carry over that's mine you can't have that you guys can't have that you know like that was that was my moment and that's only going to happen for me when I travel like when I go seek out the things that are for me in this world and I don't know how to even describe what that like feels like but damn it feels good to be here you guys oh my gosh so nice so nice to be back out. Cheers, cheers to that. <laughs> That's one. One yeah. of very, very many roses. Because I would also say the kayaking with sea turtles, the paddleboarding in the secret lagoon, um, the entire, every night I slept in a tent was a rose for me. <laughs> this pool, mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be right here right now. Yep. All those things. Um, yeah. I don't know how to pick. I don't know how to pick a rose. Um, the act of being here, right? Like getting outside my tiny four walls at home, 
getting on a plane again, even though I had a little bit of anxiety, you know, over what that would look like in a COVID place, you know, um, because I agree with that, right? Travel is part of me. Mm -hmm. And I, I like how you, how you put that. It's, it's a muscle of mine that's been atrophying. Yeah. Um, and even though, you know, I've tried to, you know, read some books and, you know, potentially plan some trips, you know, it's, it's until you go out and do it, you don't get to move that muscle. You don't get to work it or feel the things, right? Mm -hmm. You don't get to amass these moments mm -hmm. that right. turn into memories that you can access later, uh, that make them so great. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and so just getting on the plane, getting, you know, the first thing I did when I hit, uh, you know, I flew into San Jose do Cabo. I went to the hotel waiting for Jackie and I just walked out to the beach and sat there and actually watched a stingray. A manta ray. Yeah. Manta the ray. Big ones. Yeah. Jump in the waves like a dolphin guy. Like what? What? That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I was by myself, which of course you can have amazing moments by yourself. I was by myself. I hadn't showered the plane off of me yet you know <laughs> mm -hmm. and I like had that moment immediately and I was like yes like mm. this yes. I needed this yes. I just needed it and you you mm. know you can talk about it all day long and until you're in the minute in the in the moment you don't get to yeah work that muscle and mm -hmm. um and every day since then whether full of sea turtles and whales or, you know, on the days when it was so hot that we couldn't do much of anything. Um, sitting by a pool, learning how to be still, you know. Yeah. All those things are what give me life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every single moment's been a rose. Just because I couldn't have any of them for so long. You also gave me a rose that I want to speak out loud. You guys, if you've looked at, or if you've been on some of my group trips, or if you've looked at any of the photos, you know that I usually bring photographers on my trips. And one of those photographers, his name is Hassan, and he lives here in Cabo. He lives here in Baja. He lives in Cabo. And he came and joined us um, because he was our photographer on the Jordan trip. And Carly was on that Jordan trip. And so he came and joined us for dinner here in Todos Santos the other night. And we did this. We did Rosebud Thorn with the three of us. And... Carly's rose was getting to reconnect with people that she's met traveling and have a complete experience of getting to do an adventure trip and also do like a remote work trip and also do a totally relaxing trip. Like you've had like this complete trip you shared and you were so grateful to have gotten to have this wondrous experience. And I had a moment then as well. This is like a rose for me too, because what I do, like my job now is to create experiences for people. And I have not been able to do that for a long time. And when you said that, I'm like going to tear up again. I cried. I actually totally cried at dinner the other night because I realized that without even trying, like I had done that again yeah. and brought people yeah. together. And here we were, three of us, I mean, a smaller group than normal, but three people that we only know because of travel, mm -hmm. you know, together at a table, sharing moments. And that is what I now create. And you let me do that yeah. without even realizing that we were doing that. Mm -hmm. And it was so incredibly fulfilling for me in that moment to be like, oh, like, this is the magic, you know, <laughs> and like, oh man. So I would like to say, as we close out this podcast, 
a thank you, thank you, Carly, for coming on this trip with me, um, for doing this again with me. Because last time you guys heard us talking, it was over some fondue <laughs> in Switzerland. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful to have a travel mate. And yeah, cheers to more adventures, you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers <laughs> and hugs. Mm. And hugs. That's a rose, yeah, too. I miss absolutely. hugs. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we need to add before we close this out? Anything else about Baja? place is special just you guys need get to come here, here. yeah mm-hmm. just get here just get here super easy it's so fast oh man carly came what her, your two flight and was half hours? two and a half hours from home because <laughs> she's from denver it took me two flights but yeah. a lot of you you can get to cabo That's really so easily easy. and then get out of cabo and see the rest of baja which really makes it real it's amazing yep. here cool cheers salud oh i've just loved that conversation i can't even tell you guys <laughs> how good it felt to have something to experience, to talk about here with you from a first-person perspective after a long year, not just listening to someone else have a good time, you know? (laughs) I know. You know nothing about that, huh? I mean, what are you even doing here, right? Uh, Well, hey, you got to start somewhere. Here you are. Get inspired and go yourself. Go find those experiences that are yours, that I missed because they only happen for you. They are out there. They are waiting for you. Okay, it is time to talk about the surprise gift that I mentioned that I get to share with you. Toto Santos Eco Adventures has been kind enough to offer Jump listeners a 10% discount to Camp Cecil, that incredible island experience that you just heard about. Yeah, you can do it too, and you can have a 10% discount. Booyah. Here's how you get it, and it's not hard. All you have to do is tell them that Traveling Jackie sent you. Those are the magic words when you reserve. And you can reserve by going to tosea.net, as in let's take this boat out to sea.net, which of course is wonderfully punny and short for Todos Santos Eco Adventures. So go to tosea.net, T-O-S-E-A.net. And when you contact them to book a trip, Just put in the message that Traveling Jackie sent you and told you to use those magic words for your 10% discount. (laughs) That's it. Uh, The link to their website and to the brochures that will make you drool are in the show notes, along with a lot of other links and recommendations that I mentioned um, as we took you on a tour of Baja Sur. So be sure to check those out. Um, Oh, and the photo, the photo of the pool from Los Colibris Casitas in Todos Santos. Oh, you got to check it out. Okay. And as I mentioned in this episode just a few minutes ago, it is my job to create experiences for people. That's you, by the way, my listeners mostly. And this year we have two Croatia bike and boat trips in October and two Patagonia hiking trips in November and December. We're making up for 2020, y'all. Um, and they still have some spots up for grabs uh, at the time of recording this. <laughs> so you can always find my trips at jumpadventures.com. And you can always find me at Traveling Jackie on Instagram and travelingjackie.com. If you want to reach out to me, let me know what you think of the episode. Subscribe to get updates for my trips. You can find it all in any of those places. Um, thank you for coming along for the Southern Baja tour today. I hope that you 
feel more relaxed than you did when you started this episode. And I hope you learned something and I hope you feel inspired to plan your own Baja trip. And of course, I hope you enjoyed your beer. (laughs) I certainly enjoyed mine. Um, I appreciate you for tuning in. Travel safe wherever you set off to. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.